wrestling fans. It's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast coming to your ears wherever you listen to it. Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, in your head, imaginary. I don't care where you listen to it. All we care about is that you are listening to it. John Alba here with the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. What's cooking, Randy? What's going on, man? Uh, I am... uh... Preparing myself to be on the Off the Hop Rope podcast this week with a good friend, Top Shelf Troy Nelson. Um, I'm not a beer guy, so I am uh, hunting down whatever they need me to drink on that show, and I'm inevitably going to hate it. But uh, that's pretty much what my day has been. Uh, Otherwise, getting some Pandemic at the Dojo stuff ready, uh, clipping together some new content, and uh, that's probably going to be my answer for the next few weeks now. Who knows how long? Well, how this, are you doing? This this is an episode of Ask Limitless. So, what's your drink of choice then? <laughs> twisted tea. That's not going to earn me too tea. many fans. No. I love twisted I, tea. I, I, look, um, I, I like twisted tea too. Is it my drink of choice? No, but I, I'm I not a big. Uh, to be, I'm not a big drinker. Like I, uh, I, I, it's in the summertime. Like I, I, it's more enjoyable. Like if I'm by a campfire, I'll have a drink or two. But like. I get it. Uh, I'm not I'm not drinking too much. I drink Arizona iced tea actually more than anything. But if I'm drinking some kind of beer of anything, uh, my favorites are raspberry twisted tea. Okay, I can respect that. What's you know, yours? Uh, Where are you going with this? You know, Sea Dog has a really good raspberry beer. Uh, over okay, there. I would try that. I like I like anything uh, that's like a raspberry beer. To be honest, my drink of choice. I can't drink beer as much as I used to be able to because I have severe reflux. But uh, when I can drink a beer, it's usually like a Sam Summer. And when I'm not drinking beer, it's probably a whiskey ginger ale or uh, love me a good high quality tequila margarita. So, Ooh, oh yes. I'd love to see John Alba after a few of those. Uh, have you not? Have I not shown you the video of my last week, Adam Bangor? I definitely, Alexander Lee definitely saw me my last week in Adam Bangor, and I was probably about 13 drinks in. Oh. Was, there's a video that exists that if it went out publicly would ruin my career. So we're, that's we're, amazing. We're we'll not, have to we'll have to share it. For I'm not going to I'm not going to put that in your uh, hands by any means. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's just another week of uh, trying to find sports stories when there's no sports going on. So yep. but we're recording this right before the Michael Jordan documentary is about to drop. So I'm excited for that. Any me sense too. of any sense of new sports is good for me. Um, but we did drop Pandemic at the Dojo episode three this week. And God, what do you, what a crazy turn of events. I, did, did you, did you watch the episode, Randy? It was, uh, I did watch the episode, John. Yeah. It was crazy. I, I, what a swerve start, huh? Yeah. Uh, Definitely a start that I don't think a lot of people were anticipating, but uh, we got John Alba weaseled into an episode here of Pandemic at the Dojo, kind of sort of a limitless wrestling return, I'd say. Yeah, well, you know, as someone reminded me on Twitter, this was all you're doing because you had to lift the ban, which I guess you did because I slithered my way in there. I don't know if I completely lifted the ban, but uh, you, you did make an appearance on a Limitless Wrestling miniseries. Yeah, we can we can say that. Okay. Well. And your boy, how'd your boy do? Uh, Mac Daniels well, you kicked th- off the episode. Well, you threw him in the ring with Colossal Mike Law. And not only did you throw him in the ring with Colossal Mike Law, you threw him in the ring with Eric Greenleaf! I mean, he is a uh, professional wrestling referee for Limitless Wrestling. What part of professional is Eric Greenleaf? Which guy do you want out of the bunch? You've got him, Dickie Christmas, or Matt Bruce there? 
Who's your choice? Can we call I bet him? you don't even know can who we, Matt Bruce can is. Can we call in Tony P? Yeah, sure. That's your boy, Tony. I, I just trust him more than I trust Eric Greenleaf. No love for Kevin Quinn? No love for uh, I, Joey Gleets? I, you, you know who I want? I want Squishy. Oh, Squishy, dude. Yeah. yeah. I miss Squishy. I haven't seen him in forever. Can we get Squishy? Yeah, Squishy's a uh, referee in the maritime wrestling scene. He uh, helps out with Kaizen Pro Wrestling along with Kobe Christ, good friends of ours. Friends of the show, I believe. I think they listen. All right, well, Squishy, if you're out there, I want to see you whenever this next set of Limitless tapings goes down, okay? Let's make it happen. Uh, but yeah, man, good episode for sure. Uh, have we checked in on Kennedy Copeland? Is she alive? Kennedy is alive. She is well. Um, took a beating from the Prize City OG Alec Price in the main event. Uh, we actually just dropped that one on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling if you haven't seen it. But uh, what a battle, man. Kennedy Copeland goes into these tapings and just continues to earn her stripes here in Limitless Wrestling. And that's definitely one. I talked to both of them. Uh, I'd love to run that back on a live show at some point, whether it's Limitless or Let's Wrestle. Uh, really, really fun episode on episode three. We've got episode four, of course, coming up this Tuesday, streaming 6.30 p.m. on independentwrestling.tv. If you don't have an account, sign up using the promo code LIMITLESS. That gets you a five-day free trial, and that's not just for Limitless content. You can surf through this thing. They've got Zona 23, Game Changer Wrestling, Beyond Wrestling, AIW, uh, really any major independent promotion you can think of in the United States is there, as well as Canada. Uh, Ethan Page's Alpha One, C4 Wrestling, and uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, you can you can search up your favorites like the Main State Posse and see matches of theirs from other promotions. Uh, really good site. They just got a free Roku channel as well, so uh, you can download that, watch live with us at 6.30. We'll be live tweeting uh, throughout the night on Tuesday, and some really fun matchups coming your way. Number one contenders match, Iron Rip Bison versus the Dark Horse D.L. Hurst. you excited for this one? I am, and I know you're super excited for that. You obviously know I'm a big D.L. Hurst fan, and Rip Bison's been uh, making some noise lately. He has. Uh, anyone who's been like uh, paying attention pretty hard to the YouTube has kind of seen the transformation of Rip Bison from Tomahawk over the past year. And uh, he's really reinvented himself. It's a whole new feel. And he it's something that I think he's really vibing with for the first time in his career character-wise. So uh, really fun match there. We got tag team action. Waves and Curls make their return for the second straight week, going up against Love Doug and Armani Chaos. We get the debut of Nick Stapp going one-on-one -on -one with the insane Dick Lane. Uh, much more as well. We've only got a couple episodes left, and uh, if you if you want to catch up again, you can use the code LIMITLESS. All the previous episodes are up on there. They're also all on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling. Singular matches up for free if you prefer to watch that way. So I uh, hope, to, hope to see you tuning in on Tuesday. What is in store for episode four? And I'm really excited for that main event. I think they're going to tear it down. So looking forward to seeing what's there. Look, I'd love to see DL Hurst and, and AG go at it. You know, there's, there's a story there, obviously. And there is, and I mean, DL truthfully uh, probably wouldn't have had the number of opportunities that he had early on in limitless wrestling without Anthony green. So he made the most of those opportunities and I'm, I'm excited to see what he has in store for that match there with your boy Rip Bison. But that's coming up on episode four. Right now, it's Ask Limitless. We asked you to ask the questions, and we are going to give you the answers. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Let's do it. Alan asks, who was a name that you were surprised to actually be able to book? 
Um, honestly, when this question was posed, my head originally went to Chris Hero and Zack Sabre Jr. I don't Ooh. think I can pick one. By the way, you might be able to book Chris Hero again sometime soon. I know. I'm I'm bummed about him, uh, you know, losing his job there. But I do hope that that means that we'll see Chris Hero back on the independent scene because uh, what an addition to the locker room. What an addition to any card. I think one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. And uh, very early on in the uh, the time frame of Limitless Wrestling, we were able to book that match of he, Chris Hero versus Zack Sabre Jr. He, he was ahead of his time in Limitless for sure. Who would you like to yeah. see him mix it up with in Limitless these days? Oh, good question. Um, I, I think him and Daniel Garcia would be a hoot. I think that would be very fun. Um, Chris Hero, Anthony Green makes a ton of sense as well. Anthony being the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. Uh, I think that would be a very fun collision. I also think Chris Hero, Chris Statlander would be, be a very interesting con competition. Chris Hero, a lot more agile than people like to give him credit for. So I think him against the galaxy's greatest alien, uh, someone who moves around like a human gymnastic. Uh, like, I think that would be a very fun collision. And Chris well, is just, I think Chris really meshes well with a lot of people. And Chris Hero would be one of those people. You talk about your boy calling his shot all the time. How about Alec Price and Chris Hero? <laughs> i don't know chris hero, alec price chris hero he does like to, a bite off more than he can chew and chris hero would have quite a quite a lesson to teach i think that would be a lot of fun as well uh, hey I, I i like that answer um we have connor asking what was a dumb angle and or match that you absolutely got into as a young fan i'm excited to hear your answer here this one was tough because i Honestly, like I, I paid more attention to the local independent scene. You can pick those too. I'm fine with you picking those because there's definitely some dumb angles. <laughs> that, that I I loved when local wrestler Johnny Primer was he was Jonathan Alexander Primer, the head of Primer Incorporated at the time. He got, I believe, he went head first into a pole so hard that he forgot who he was. Later in the show. Primer comes back in in fucking black and white boas and like like kind of rip off NWO stuff as Johnny Wood Hogan. And he has a goddamn run as Johnny Wood Hogan won the IWE Twin Cities Championship. And then I think the same thing happened again. And I guess that's just how he just changed characters. But uh, I thought that was <laughs> hilarious as a uh, as a youngster. And now I'm going to give you one. I don't even know you might not have even been alive for this. Or if you were alive, you were maybe just born. And I want to say it was 1998. Might have been 99. The Kennel from Hell feud between... Okay. <laughs> so, are you familiar with this? Oh, yeah. Okay, so, so you are. So, for for our listeners who, who may not necessarily be all that familiar with this. Uh, it was Unforgiven, Al Snow and the Big Boss Man. Unforgiven 99, September 99. Al Snow and the Big Boss Man were feuding over Al Snow's dog, Pepper, which Big Boss Man cooked into chili. <laughs> um, and they had a Hell in a Cell match. It was only the second ever Hell in a Cell match. The second ever Hell in a Cell match or actually, it would have been the third because they had one at WrestleMania between Big Boss Man and Undertaker. The third Hell in a Cell match. Oh, no, fourth. Sorry. 
you get my point here. Uh, involved dogs locked in the cell with Al Snow and the big boss man. And the dogs were supposed to be these rabid, like, Rottweilers who were going to attack at any moment's notice. But in actuality, they all ended up, like, humping each other and pissing in the cage. Yeah, and... I was going to say, wasn't it, a like, a fecal fiasco yes, there? and they were all crapping all over the place. Oh, my and, God, what a mess. And poor Jim Ross, to his credit, did all he could to sell this thing. They unleashed the hounds at the end of this and like none of them actually go after. <laughs> like, <laughs> one of them does, and he's like, "Yeah, get him, get him, get oh, get, get, them, get him out there." That's and such a hard situation. As a kid, I'm like, "This is awesome," and now watching back, I'm like, "What the hell did I find fascinating about this?" Maybe just you know what? I, I got one more for you too. Okay. All right. Um, that that really like I don't know. Looking back at it now, it it does feel kind of dumb, but like I, I liked the match as as a youngster. The uh, King of the Mountain match in TNA. Uh, <laughs> I when I was younger, I'm like, fuck, this is exhilarating. Like, I, I, I don't know who's don't, gonna hang. Don't that tell me, <laughs> don't tell me you like the Reverse Battle Royal too. No, I didn't like that, <laughs> okay. and I, I still do not. But like, at the, when I was young, I, I got hyped whenever they do a King of the Mountain match. Like, I'm like, ooh, this is it's really gonna get mixed up now. Anybody could take it. I think the Reverse Battle Royal might be the single stupidest mainstream gimmick idea match out there i've seen one live uh, before i'm sure it sucked <laughs> <laughs> it was not good alex asks thoughts on danger kids questionable eating habits now do you know where this this tweet comes from or this question comes from it probably stems from danger kids twitter feed yes. so danger kid posted a tweet this past week that featured and and I'm, i can try to find it if you would like me to um, or it did. uh it featured a picture and I know, I know there, there have been others, but there was one this week that really took off here. And it was what appeared to be buffalo chicken mac and cheese, which, like, you hear that and you're like, okay, that's cool, right? Like, that's great. Yeah, it's delicious. But <laughs> when Danger Kid makes this, Danger Kid, here's the tweet. The world is a scary place right now, but at least I'm having a banging Easter dinner at the end of a long day of essential working blueberry buffalo chicken mac and cheese. This looks like you took like blue Nickelodeon slime, put it on some uncooked penne pasta, and you just took some unseasoned chicken and colored it red with a crayon. I'm sorry, Danger Kid, but that's what it looks like. And not only does it look bad, but are you... What? blueberry mac and cheese i know you mainers love blueberries but are you kidding me i think he's got something here oh, like, get I, out here's of the here. thing here, let, hear me out you probably I, think uh, city side restaurant has delicious food don't you i fucking love city side <laughs> restaurant Talk, throw no shade at city I'm side not, restaurant i'm just joking one of the best professional wrestling venues I'm hands down joking. and that's only because of the chicken farm um <laughs> i'm just joking danger kid could have himself a a hit web show here oh, who could. needs guy fieri and and the fucking people on true tv eating all the food like he can make these wild ass fucking dishes and and be this pro wrestler who eats the wackiest food in america well then he made nutella spaghetti if I, all right if you're trying one or the other though which one is it going to be probably nutella spaghetti me too 
me too. I just do not trust that I would not throw up the uh, blueberry <laughs> concoction. And that's no shade on the yeah. Heal Heat hot sauce, blueberry hot sauce, because that's delicious. But um, I don't know if that's a mixture that's going to sit well for me for a few hours. It looked like a three-year-old used Play-Doh and like presented <laughs> it to their mom and was like, Mom, look what I made. It's buffalo blueberry mac and cheese. And he ate it for Easter dinner. Um, it is a wild world we live. What do you say? A scary world? Oh Maybe it is. is. He is something else, let me tell you. Um, so, yeah, my thoughts are... Um, uh, Ethan asks, what is your favorite name for a pay-per-view for any promotion? Oh, that's tough. Um... I've always loved Ring of Honor Final Battle final for the final pay-per-view of the year. Um, I love the name I, Double or Nothing. I think that's a great name for a pay-per-view. I like that, and I also liked All In. Like that, yeah. that made a ton of sense. Yeah. They did the show in Vegas. Like I, I like themed shows as well, where they tie in uh, the name. I always liked Bash at the Beach too. Bash at the Beach was good. Halloween Havoc's great. Yep. Um, I'm a big fan of the theme shows. I kind of want to do more of those when we get back because I just it's fun. Like uh, my, my only realized... problem with the theme shows, Randy, is that if you're going to do it, the match has to make sense for it. Like that's of my course. one criticism. Like when WWE will do like a Hell in a Cell pay per view, and then you're just having Hell in a Cell matches for feuds that don't necessarily need them. Right. It's I, I definitely think that's done a little too much. Like I, I wouldn't change really the structure of the cards per se, but um, maybe the actual presentation of the show and like what we do for like extracurricular stuff you know what i mean like just just different ways to uh i don't know make each event feel have its own vibe feel different feel fun and uh maybe appeal to new people every time because that's really what we always want to do is uh keep bringing people into this family certainly uh, Michael G asks, where are the thick boys at? Will they return soon? Well, no one's returning soon right now <laughs> <laughs> um well we actually did have plans um you know, before everything went haywire, that the Thick Boys were uh, going to come back as a unit. And by unit, I mean John Silver, Jay Freddy, and Puff. Uh, Silver and Puff had their blow off in January. And that really, like, that we were supposed to kind of get through this Thick Boys um, quarrel, that, like, a lot sooner. But um, we just had a lot of date issues. And then John Silver, obviously, his schedule's been picking up. He's been much more busy lately. So um, we really, from geez, what was it? I think from May of last year up until January of this year, that was all supposed to be something that we could have gone through just the Vacation Land Cup with. So um, kind of, things definitely got pushed back uh, pretty far, but uh, I definitely want to get the Thick Boys back in the rotation uh, once things are back to normal. Uh, that was a really fun, organic, limitless team that kind of came up within our first couple of years that I think a lot of people gravitated to. And uh, just just a lot of fun, a fun dynamic between Jay Freddy and John Silver. It's two guys who I think really clicked as a tag team and uh, definitely something I want to do more with once the time is right. Yeah, no doubt. John from Orlando wants to know, outside of Chris Hero, which of the recently released WWE talent would you like most to have on a Limitless show? <sighs> I knew you were going to ask this, too. Um, that's tough. I mean, does uh, Fit Finley count? I mean, I don't think he's wrestling, but <laughs> um, no, I I would uh, I would love to have Zack Ryder to be perfectly Ryder honest. Ryder would I'm be a, great. I'm a big Zack Ryder fan, and I I, I would I love. Think he's th a lot I of think fun. Heath Slater would work perfectly in Limitless. 
He's yeah, I, I think Heath would be fun. Uh, I'm interested to see what he hits the independence or wherever he goes, what he hits it doing. Like what's what's the plan for Dude, uh for Heath Slater he, as a he as an independent? So, in my opinion, he is so critically underrated. I've always thought he's a very good worker. He can talk. You know, he's got the draw, but that kind of is part of his personality. I like that, but I feel to be honest, like here my f- drawback is a you know, being put on the spot with this mm-hmm. question is I don't really know Heath Slater right now. Right. Uh, I don't know when the last time I saw Heath Slater wrestle consistently was. Um, with Zack Ryder, I do. I feel like I've followed him a little more and I have that familiarity where I, I know what he's going to bring to the table and I know that it's something that uh, um, we can, it would fit on a limitless sure. show. You know what I mean? Listen, it wouldn't feel out of place. Th- th- those are all good answers. I have one answer and I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember who said it and I was thinking it too and I'm glad they said it. I want to see the dirty daddy, Chris Dickinson, and Rusev just beat each other up. In a main <laughs> That'd event. be fucking nuts, in a man. Main if event. Rusev is, uh, if he's sticking to the States, I want to get him to Limitless oh, like badly. God. But I have a, I have a feeling that he probably will not be doing many stateside bookings. He and Minoru Suzuki would also be a hell of a match. So I hope he, I really hope he goes to Japan yes. just for the possibilities, yes. to be honest. Yes, and I think he will. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. Uh, Greg asked, built off your tweet from the other day, what wrestler or personality have you both had the best fan and interaction with at a live show? Ooh, that's tough. Um, Jerry Lynn immediately comes to mind. There was an IWE show in 2009. I believe he's ring of honor champion at the time, either that or he's like just lost it. But IWE had a show they were promoting with Sanjay Dutt, so I was already fucking stoked. Um, They opened doors, and Jerry Lynn was there unannounced just sitting at the merch table. And I shit because, like, I I just, you know, you don't expect that to happen ever. Um, And I guess he had had a show booked the same night in the state that was... uh, He was feeling, you know, weird about or they canceled one or the other, but he ended up doing a double shot um that night with two promotions in the state iwe was one of them so we wrestled on the first half and um great interaction with him just like he was just super like taken aback that me and like the group of friends that i was with were you know stoked and knew who he was and he, he that he was there and uh he gave us myself and a friend of mine a free eight by ten because we didn't have the money to get him and uh it was just like just a really rad experience with someone you just didn't expect to happen. And then it's just like the raddest experience ever to just we got to stand there and talk with him for literally 20 minutes because, uh, you know, he wasn't super busy at the merch table that night. I honestly do think, you know, it's kind of in that corner of Maine where they don't know a ton of independent wrestling outside of what they've seen live locally. So um, he, he wasn't hounded a ton that night and didn't have a problem with us just hanging out and shooting the shit. That's awesome. I'll pick a limitless one for the sake of the question. Um Paul London. Paul was awesome. Paul was like the single nicest guy I've ever met in pro wrestling. He was so awesome. And his moment with AG after their match was so cool. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, from a professional standpoint, too, I want to say PCO, too. Yes, PCO um, was my other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PCO was was really awesome. And, and not just to me, but to the entire locker everyone, room. Everyone. Um, just watched everybody's match, was there to give uh any advice or critiques if he had any for anyone um you know he had a ride lined up for him after the first half he insisted that he wanted to stay and watch the entire show and uh just was a very beneficial person to have in the locker room pco and i watched 
a match together. You know, I just sat and shot it during a match. I'm trying to remember which match it was. Was what? Oh God, what what match would that have been? Was Dickinson in a match on that show? Dickinson wrestled PCO. He, he, so, on so, that, it wasn't, uh, so it wasn't Dickinson then. So there was there was another Hoss mass on that match on that show that he and I watched, and we were just like, oh, awesome. He was great. Um, Michael wants to know, are there still plans to run the Portland Expo this year? I mean, I think the answer to this, Randy, is right now it's... Yeah. Everything is up in the air. Yeah, everything's up in the air. And to be perfectly honest, um, it's probably not something attainable with the, you know, financial state of where we're going to be when we finally get back, because I have no idea how long that is. But, you know, I've been... You just look ahead and you say, all right, if we come back here, this is what we can kind of plan to do. And um, it's just tough. It's just tough to gauge because uh, we have really no answers on how quickly this is going to get solved. Um, and I don't know if solved is the correct word, but like back to normal, I should say, because uh, it's just nuts right now. But uh, I think we're going to the plan, like w- when we do come back, I don't want to rush this. I want to come back at a point where it's safe for everybody to be attending shows and to to be able to come back strong monthly and, and not have to skip a beat from where we were. So I, I don't know how long that's going to take, and I don't know if jumping into something like the Portland Expo with uh, one of the first couple shows back would be the right move because I don't know if I, you know, I just with, with someone who has it, you know, on the line, I don't know if everyone's going to feel comfortable coming out to shows at that point. Right. Who and, knows? And, and Caitlin's piggybacking off of that. How has the main state of emergency non-essential business shutdown affected Limitless? Um, as a whole, we've been kind of lucky because we do have – uh, other streams of revenue coming in. The fans have been fucking awesome, like supporting in this time. Like we've sold, uh, I, I think over the past uh, 30 days, we've probably sold more merch online than than any month in the past year. Uh, we've been selling a ton of merch, um, ton of, a ton of uh, interaction as well on IWTV. A lot of people using the promo code and that gives us direct kickback from IWTV, which helps. But uh, we do have a couple streams of revenue that are keeping things flowing. Um you know, and, and by keeping things flowing, like we've got the dojo that we still have to keep open, even though, you know, we, I don't know when the fucking next time we're going to have classes is. Um, and it's just, you know, it, I, let's wrestle in the whole grand scheme of things is the thing affected the least because um, that's something that's primarily, you know, local people and it's a smaller budget and it's dojo students. So we can, those shows can be pulled together a lot easier than limitless shows, if that makes sense. Um, there's a lot of moving parts for what we do when we come with these events. And um, it's just, you know, kind of hoping that we can maintain everything as we move forward and really hoping that this doesn't last a terribly long time. It's all up in the air, folks. That's that's going to be the answer to a lot of these kinds of questions, unfortunately. Wish we could be a little more specific, but it's just hard to. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's really, there's not a ton of answers yeah. right now. And that's, it's a bummer, but like, uh, the the light at the end of the tunnel is that Limitless Wrestling is going to be okay when this yeah. is over. And, and that's that's, right that's truly because of the consistent fan support that we've had, whether it's been uh, watching online, buying merchandise, attending the shows. Um, it's just, it's all culminated to uh, when, a, when something happens like this, a major world event, um, we can, you know, sustain what we're doing and come back strong. And that, that honestly means the world because not only myself, but a lot of people have, have dumped a lot of time and a lot of effort into, you know, what we've been trying to move forward for four years. Brad for the barber wants to know whenever wrestling can return, are we skipping straight to the VLC or are we picking up where we left off? 
That one, that's a great question, but again, it's it's tough to gauge because it all depends on when we come back. Um, you know, there there is a chance that we go right into the Vacation Land Cup because that would, I mean, I think that would be a lot of fun for people and a fresh way to come back with uh, kind of an even playing field all around. So that's definitely something that's been discussed. But I think the 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 big thing, the big hold off with that is, you know, when will we come back? So. I think once we have a better idea on that, we can kind of figure out how the show layout's going to go when things return. Mikey wants to know, what did you think of the new Jack Dark Side of the Ring episode? Did you watch it, Randy? Oh, I've watched every Dark Side of the Ring. Okay. I'm such a huge fan. Um, I'm not going to lie. I actually dislike this one quite a bit. I mean, it wasn't comfortable to watch. Did uh, you not, just, not what did you just, what I, I just, I did not like the portrayal of New Jack. I thought some things were glorified. I thought there were other things that should have been pushed harder and weren't. Um, there's been a few episodes, and I really, generally speaking, think Dark Side of the Ring is excellent. But there were a couple that I just don't hit with me. That didn't hit with me. The Brawl for All episode didn't hit for me at all. Um, and there's been one or two others that didn't. But on the converse of that, I thought the Benoit episode was chilling. Uh, yeah. And, and have really you seen well the Snooker one yet? Uh, so I haven't seen the Snooker one yet, but I've seen a lot of people um talk about it and the consensus seems to be it was it was pretty straightforward yeah uh, it seems a, to be a I mean, story that the, a lot of people don't know about which is interesting to me yeah and i just i think that's what was cool about the new jack episode because honestly like i was surprised at the amount of people who didn't really realize the acts of new jack um like didn't really realize how deep this ran throughout his career you know what i mean being a, a, a fucking crazy individual so uh, i think a lot of people were it seemed like shock and awe from uh, a lot of people who watched it on my Twitter feed, at least. But I enjoyed the episode. I agree with you, though. The Brawl for All one, I didn't. I truly didn't give a shit about that one. I wanted more Doctor Death, Steve Williams talk, and I didn't get that. So, well, there's that. I mean, the the best part about that was getting draws for an interview, which was crazy. That um, was cool. Do an episode um, for fucking draws. Um, so they should have split it in half. But I guess my problem with that was they turned it into a Russo versus Cornette thing, which. Is also what the Montreal Screwjob episode was, which, you know, it's just, eh, eh, it, it is. It almost it is. to me felt like they they went into this topic for an hour long episode and they kind of realized there wasn't enough meat on the bone. And like, and you had Steve Blackman in there. They barely touched on Steve Blackman, who was a legitimate yeah. badass, you know. Um, I, I think it would have been cool, honestly. Like, and I'm I'm no director, producer, or anything like that, but I think it would have been cool to kind of showcase the directions of the people who were involved in this tournament like they they kind of they did that with a few people but only like two or three um i think it would have been kind of cool to show that like honestly a lot of these competitors who were in this didn't really have a huge career in wwe afterwards now have i ever shared my new jack story on this podcast <laughs> i have zero clue okay. but i don't think so because right. i haven't heard it so Pro Wrestling Syndicate Supercard, night two, I want to say. 2013, WrestleMania 29 weekend in Jersey. They're running in Rahway. I covered this show. It was the first pro wrestling event I ever covered. And I, I had access to all the wrestlers, did interviews. It was awesome. Um, I'm actually, if you've seen, have you seen the Iron Sheik documentary? I have not. At the very end, they have a shot of it of him coming out at that show, and you see me in it. Um, oh no, shit! <laughs> yes, yeah, so you can go check that out. Um, but that documentary is very good, by the way. Um, but so this is billed as New Jack's retirement show. 
uh, as you are aware, New Jack retired probably about 15 times. Uh, yeah, I've been around for at least three. So I'm filming, and he's facing Necro Butcher. Um, and the, the promoter just comes up to me, and he's just like, listen, just keep a safe distance from the ring. And if anyone tries to come up to you, run. I'm wow. Like, I'm like, okay. So New Jack comes out after Necro Butcher's in the ring, and you know he comes out with his posse, and one of them just has a straight up just like ice pick, and they're just holding it like right in front of me, <laughs> That's and I'm just like, oh my god, what is about to happen? I am about to die. Like I need to get because New Jack, as we saw in the documentary, had a history of being a little reckless and a little bit and insane. Um, so they have this match. I mean, he legitimately stabs Necro Butcher in the face. Um, and it is like a deep gash wound. Blood is like splurting everywhere. Um, like I, it's like I'm dodging blood as I'm filming this match. And then, uh, at the end of it, uh, off the top rope, the video is online. You can look it up. I, I posted a new Jack retirement PWS, uh, new Jack takes a stretcher, like, like a gurney board, um, yeah. taped with light tubes and <laughs> goes off the top rope and smashes it through Necro Butcher's face. Fuck. Um, it is one of the single most violent collisions I've ever seen in my life, let alone in a pro wrestling ring. Wow. And he wins. They get up. Necro Butcher is like missing half of his face. They hug. Um, I'm just there shooting. All the wrestlers come out to the ring. Uh, Marty Jannetty is high out of his mind. Uh, not on weed for the record what a cast of characters um, um and marty Janetti has got a flip phone that he's trying to take video of and he's standing next to me he's like dude let me hold your camera i want to shoot this i'm like <laughs> what the? i was like you're supposed to be the cool rocker <laughs> like, like what, is, what is going on here uh and new jack at the end uh I, I did not post this because he grabbed my camera and kissed it with uh blood all over his face and uh Ugh. rubbed my face with blood all over his hands so excellent uh, that's my new Jack story. Um, he didn't kill me. So that's good, I guess. That's a plus. Uh, yes. Um, it was terrifying. Uh, let's see here. Mikey wants to know, is there an international talent on your bucket list that you would like to book on Limitless or almost had a chance to book? Uh, I've got a few. Um, Speedball Mike Bailey comes to mind immediately. Uh, he's out of Canada. And I think, honestly, one of the best talents that I've seen live just from uh, an excitement point, you know, I just insane to watch him wrestle. And if anybody hasn't seen him, look him up, but he wrestles in the same region as like uh tabernacle, the team bucks, Belmar. Um, he unfortunately had a, uh, like a U.S. ban for a little while that I think actually comes up either this year or the beginning of next. So he may be someone who we can actually, uh, realistically get, um, also to is yes. someone who we actually had a contact for at one point yes. and uh, it didn't end up working out because that's, that's something that you have to kind of, you have to get a couple promoters on board to make that feasible for everyone and have it make sense. And um, Doug Williams is another guy who uh, just before his retirement tour, we tried to get him. I think that was like t early 2017 uh, with a couple other promotions and it just didn't work out. But those know, are three that I can think of. This is going to sound super random, but one guy I always thought would be a good fit with Limitless and it's kind of hard right now, but uh, Liguero. Yeah, that would be tight I mean, actually. Liguero would be a really good fit for Limitless. And he's kind of in the U.S. a little more now, but I think it's strictly for WWE. Yeah. 
So but who knows? It's just an interesting, interesting one that I thought of. Um, let's see here. Ryan wants to know, are we going to have an Alba star search this year? Well, well, I mean, one again, all subject to change based on what shows are running. But uh, two, that's up to Randy Carver. You know, I'm always looking for talent. We should do a uh, we should do a promo competition. Yeah. Why not? I would. What else are I would we doing? Love to right have now? a promo off. And oh man, I know you get some submissions. How from the good dojo. was my line, by the way, in that episode about survival of the fittest, and not oh. even Darwin could keep up. Come on. That's, yeah, I, that was a hard eye roll from me. That was one take, baby. Mm. <laughs> well, well, Kevin right. Kevin follows up on that. If John could select any current limitless roster member to manage for an extended period of time, who would it be? Can I guess who you're going to say? Go ahead. I think it's it's one of two people. Okay. My second guess, which I don't think is correct, is the prize Alec Price. I, uh, I mean, he would have to apologize for, like, destroying my neck, but I definitely would manage him. He's got – I don't think he's, a like, a, like a manager kind of guy. No, he, runs his he doesn't mouth, listen. He know. doesn't listen. Yeah. Um, my guess would be the dark horse, D.L. Hurst. D.L. Hurst I would absolutely love to manage. No doubt about that. I would say it's between D.L. Hurst and Christian Casanova. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Christian Casanova and I would be a very good pairing. And and he's uh he's a big fan of the Emmy too, by the way. So yeah, actually, the Dirty Daddy and I would be a fantastic pairing. <laughs> yeah, he'd that be would be fucking, incredibly. He'd be drooling over your uh, your Emmy the <laughs> entire time. That would be incredibly entertaining. No, I think I think D.L. Hurst and Christian Casanova would be. I mean, my heart is loyal to Mac Daniels, but but I, I think I think I think Christian Casanova and Mac Daniels would be a great tag team. <laughs> well, yeah, you're now you're pushing your boy to get in I'm big positions. Saying, I'm just saying, I'm just throwing some stuff out there. You know, I know Christian Casanova's attitude has changed a little bit lately, but I don't know. I, I just, I think, I think he has so much it, man, and I, I think he has everything, everything to be a big star in pro wrestling. I don't disagree at all. I think uh, Christian's, uh, especially when things get rolling again. I know he's staying focused and motivated right now, and I think. Uh, when things get rolling again, I think it's only a matter of time before you're seeing him in some of the biggest places you can watch pro wrestling. And how cool has it been to see Austin Theory get a prominent spot on Raw? Very cool. Uh, very unexpected, but but very cool nonetheless. I'm I'm happy for him. I, he's I, have just, been, he's... I have been told he has some fans in some very high places there. And I'm, sure he does. Um, I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. And your boy uh, Stokely, too. Stokes, yes. Uh, I actually, I didn't know he was debuting the night that he debuted, and I was watching NXT live, and uh, big pop for me. I had, I had no idea, and I, I feel like he's been kind of tossed around a little bit between some people, and now he's hopefully got a good fit here with his tag team. One of them used to be a fucking MLB pitcher. I read for yeah. the Pittsburgh Pirates or mm-hmm. something. No, he's he's. There's a lot of crazy talent over there. I, I know AJ Francis over there used to play for the Bucks. Uh, there's there's some really really talented individuals there that I think Stokely would be a great fit for. So okay, yeah. who would you like to see me match? I mean, I know you wouldn't like to see me at it. Period. But like, if you had to, well, um, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, the the pairing of you and Mac Daniels it's a is, great is, act. It's good stuff. Um, if I'm thinking like grand scheme mm-hmm. of limitless wrestling right now. 
Um, I actually think you with Russian Dynamite Masha Slamovich Ooh. would be pretty cool. Okay. I can um, get down with that. She's someone who really handles her business in the ring. And I think, you know, you've got kind of the gift of gab. At least you run yes. your mouth and believe it. So uh, I think that would be a very fun pairing. I definitely don't lack confidence. No, no, certainly not. That was the best piece of advice I ever got uh, in a pro wrestling uh, locker room, by the way. Just exude, really? exude confidence. And and I, I, I definitely think I do. <laughs> um, I think so as well. Uh, but yeah, but you said Mac Daniels and I are a good team, man. It's because it's authentic. It's real. You know, there, there is, I truly believe in Mac Daniels uh, as, as, much as, as much as anyone and more than anyone, including yourself and Eric Greenleaf. <laughs> and Eric Greenleaf, for the record. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see here. I don't think we have much more. I think we're beginning to wrap up here. Um, let's see. Okay, yeah. Here's here's our last question here, and it comes from Jessica. She wants to know who do you want to debut for Limitless on the first show back. Good question. Um, Eric Stevens is someone who I'd like to get to Limitless very soon. Uh, we have been in talks somewhat lately as uh, he announced that once things come back, he is not retiring. Uh, a lot of people know who are tuned in that he had plans to retire uh, WrestleMania weekend. And his retirement match was actually going to be against Chris Dickinson in his hometown of Tampa, Florida. And, uh, you know, in, in the matter of a, a week or so, all those uh, all those last matches that he was planning to have and all these various promotions, I think he had five or six scheduled for the weekend, were gone. And uh, his retirement weekend was gone, and after a few days he decided, you know, I'm going to run this till the wheels fall off. And uh, I'm stoked to hear that because we just uh, – we had a lot of stuff booked in advance when he, you know, was kind of wrapping things up. And uh, we just couldn't really get any dates worked out that were going to make sense for both of us. So I'm happy that we have the chance to do that now. Uh, I would also like to get someone who is supposed to debut. This is breaking news. Uh, Nick Gage was yeah. going to debut yeah. at WrestleProm. Uh. And he was going to actually enter the WrestleProm Tag Team Tournament alongside Chris Statlander. Mm. Um, would have been a lot of fun. Unfortunately, did not happen, but um, I've already spoken with Nick since we uh, had to postpone. Uh, he is uh, ready to come back for WrestleProm. He said, fuck yeah, WrestleProm MDK was the text. So uh, he'll, he'll be ready to go once things are back to normal as well. So those are two people off the top of my head that uh, I not only want to debut, but I think will debut very soon once we get going. Oh, I was so bummed about that. I, I've... I, you kind of teased Nick Gage a couple months ago on this show, and I did. Not a lot uh, of people picked up yeah. on it, but I did. I did mm -hmm. get a couple messages of people who were yeah. wound up for it, but yeah. that was going to be the debut. Yeah, mm, that's a bummer. I'll, I'll I'll say this, and I know there aren't any plans to bring said person in, but I would kill to see Aaron Stevens, the former Damian Sandow, in a Limitless ring. Really? I, I actually have a connection to get him, so that I would be... I think that guy is, like, the single most entertaining person I've ever seen in a pro wrestling ring. I I watched a lot of the early stuff that he did on NWA Power that was a lot of fun. He was changing his gimmick every week. It was awesome. Yeah. It was fantastic. And, and I mean, his stuff, he was so underappreciated with the Sandow character. I don't he, disagree. He rocked it. Um, rock Dan Danger Kid and I were actually watching, I don't remember what show, but we were watching a SmackDown pay-per-view from like 06. 
And he had no idea about Idol Stevens whatsoever. Really? And uh, yeah, so we were watching. It was uh, Kendrick in London versus Idol Stevens and Casey James for the tag titles. And uh, I, I just asked him because I, you know, I, I didn't know until someone told me. And uh, I'm like, hey, do you know? Do you know either of these two? <laughs> and he's like, no. And I'm like, well, uh, look closely at Idol Stevens, and he had no idea. I'm like, that's Damian Sandow. I was like, what? <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was, it's funny because that's just that's one that I think gets a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people realized he was there for like I don't know what a couple had, years at OVW. Mm-hmm. Yeah, runs. yeah. I think he was one of the most underappreciated performers of his generation, and I was at Money in the Bank when he won it. And that place went nuts for him winning. He was he uh, had just a couple different p- points of that career that he was over like Rover. Yeah, like it just it's just kind of crazy that sometimes uh, when you have talent, I look at like a Rusev and a Zack Ryder. I mm-hmm. think they're in kind of the same boat where they had stints of being you know some of the most over people in the company. No joke. Like people, I remember. Uh, I saw the video this week of uh, when Rock, when the Rock was making his return, doing a promo, and people were chanting, "We want Ryder." Like what the fuck? Like how do you how do you just miss the boat there? You know what I mean? Well, I think Cody is the shining example of that. Where yeah, Cody could have had the trigger pulled a couple times. They didn't see it. He went out, made himself a star. I think several of those guys that you've talked about that were released could become big stars. I think they will. I th- and I'm I'm fucking like, it's it's uh, bittersweet because I'm I'm bummed that these people are losing their dream jobs and not only that their income in such an uncertain time uh, very soon when, when wrestling doesn't really seem to be on the horizon for these folks yet. Um, but it's, it's going to be good for a lot of people who have been really just feeling held down and feeling like they have more to give and want to wrestle on, uh, on, you know, shows that mean something or maybe want to wrestle more than, you know, once every blue moon. So uh, I'm happy for those like a, like a Diana Perrazzo, for instance, who, uh, kind of voiced her opinion. You sent it to me, actually, of, uh, you know, she had wanted out of there for a while. And I think it's the frustration of just kind of having nothing there. And they're, they, they've been kind of oversaturated lately. And a lot of people are kind of sitting there, you know, twiddling their thumbs, not doing anything when they're, you know, they've got some of the most talented professional wrestlers in the world sometimes sitting on the bench. Yeah, I had a interesting week with the uh, WWE uh, realm. I'm sure you did. <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. It's not often the governor of Florida calls you baloney, but hey, here we are. <laughs> wow. <laughs> With Paul Rudd saying that uh, hot wings challenge, hey, who would have thought? Not me. That's where we are. <laughs> Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. That's that's what happened uh, this past week. But yeah, uh, we love when you guys ask questions. Hashtag Ask Limitless, always a lot of fun, and we hope that when we do our next one, you will ask questions again, and we will answer them to the best of our abilities and entertain you guys for 45 minutes to an hour, because right now, that's what we need. We need some entertainment in this world. Uh, Randy, anything else cooking on your mind? Uh, next week, this is breaking news to you as well. And, uh Okay. We're going to have Anthony Green oh. back on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast, the Limitless Wrestling World Champion. So uh, if you've got any questions for Retro AG, we'll have a post up there for you. We may even get all that Ava Everett okay. on the podcast as well. I may make a couple calls, okay. see if we can uh, 
get that lined up. But yeah, uh, Anthony Green next week's podcast, and uh, maybe we'll get this Alba Star Search promo competition rolling as well. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. I, I think it'd be a lot of fun and uh, something that a lot of people can participate in. And one more thing as well, uh, Pandemic at the Dojo episode four streaming on independentwrestling.tv this Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., uh, if you don't have an account, use the promo code LIMITLESS. You get a five-day free trial, and you can watch the show for free as well as all previous episodes. And uh, as always, they will be going on YouTube.com slash Limitless Wrestling for free throughout the week. Uh, and just thank you for supporting continuously. I know I say it every week, but uh, it means uh, more than ever right now to uh, to continuously have the support and just nice messages and uh People just staying in touch. It's it's cool to see. So uh, you, thank you for that. You want to give a quick shout out to the logo as well? Yes. Uh, a new Limitless Wrestling podcast logo coming from Jason Alexander, Fogbreaker Studios. Not uh, not George Costanza. No. Oh, no, not George Costanza. Unfortunately, he passed up doing the design, but uh, <laughs> my boy Jason was right there to do it. Um, no, uh, Sick Stuff uh, should be in the podcast feed pretty soon. And uh, maybe we'll get some merchandise flowing for this. Cool stuff. Thank you for that. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time.